Hey folks, SH1T coming to you live with another conversation. Uh, this one was uh, the old uh, high school friend, uh, former Navy SEAL, uh, Joseph Hahn, Joey Hahn. Uh, just salt of the earth dude, great guy. Uh, love him to death. Um, yeah, listen to it. It's, a, like, it's good cut, catching up. Um, another good reason why I like this podcast. What's up, brother? Hey, how's it going, bud? Living the dream. Once again, thanks for doing this. I, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, what is new with you? What's going on, Mr. Uh, former Navy SEAL? You're, uh, are you running a business or are you a part of a business? I, I, I don't know. I am both. Oh? Um, yeah. So my wife and I run a, a thing called AR Workshop, which basically uh, rich white women come in with wine and build home decor. <laughs> is the down and dirty of it. But no, it's, it's pretty cool. Like they like basically come in and make like little home decor signs and blankets and all kinds of other stuff. And they drink wine and have a good time. It's basically for the experience. Oh, and, the house and, and your business is? Uh, integrated tactical training. Basically uh, training law enforcement, civilians, stuff like that. Um, basic weapon skills, um, shooting, tactics stuff like that and then i do a lot of subcontracting all right all right uh how long were you in the navy my man and when did you get out 13 and a half years got out in may of 2017 okay uh got medically medically retired medically retired from uh you were a seal yeah yep so when you joined was. uh uh was or is like isn't that a lifetime thing yep it good. is good retired good. No fun. Uh, what was the when did when you originally joined the Navy? You joined as Master at Arms, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because yep, it was the the shortest A school there was. Because I, I was going to go buds <laughs> immediately. So I was like, "What's the shortest A school you got?" And I can shoot with. I'm like, ah, oh, Master at Arms, but they lied. I went to the range like once, like boot camp, and just shot a pistol and got a call for it. And I was like, "Yes." But did did you go down to uh, San Angelo or San Antonio when you went through A school? Yep. And you went. Uh, I did. When did you join? October 2003. Jeez, I joined in 06. Do you know why I'm a master? I, I joined in 06 as a master at arms because of none other than the man I'm talking to right now. I didn't know what other job to pick uh, uh, than that one. But I never uh, never had the gumption or the balls to actually uh, stick to it and go and uh, do SEAL training at all. So I never even attempted, never even tried. Uh, you left you left me behind in that sense. Um, how was it? How like How was it being a SEAL, man? It was awesome. It was awesome. Just the uh, the connections I made with guys and um, just being part of something bigger than myself, doing great things. Um, actually being to shoot people in the face that needed it, you know. <laughs> so, uh, would you, I, would I enjoyed you, it thoroughly. Would you have done 20 if you could have? Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. Easily. I was at a, I was at a great command and surrounded by great people, like the top tier uh, people of the world pretty much oh of course i didn't have to deal with retards so hell yeah i would have done 40 if i could that's basically my uh, job all day is i i'm a retard myself but i that's i heard cats all fucking day that's my job yeah. so yeah. heard cats and, and yell at other cats going, I, never yell stupid. never yell i'm not a i'm not a yeller i'm not the i'm the i'm the kindler gentler navy i'm part of the problem so oh yeah heck yeah <laughs> yeah i know uh yeah, mastered arms for five, and then switched to CTR. So that's my rate now, and I'm stuck up here in Germany. 
six months into a three-year tour, and I've got 13 in. Um, so exciting stuff. Heck yeah. Yeah. You got little Rugrats running around? I do. I have uh, three little boys. Oh, with, th- uh, damn, boy. My lovely, my lovely lady, yeah. Good shit. Uh, a fourth that's living with his mom in Florida. Okay. He's 12, though. All right. Good shit. Yeah. I got a I got a three year old and a three month old. So a girl, oh, okay. girl yeah. and a boy. Yeah. So. Congrats. Thank don't, you. Don't let my wife hear you say that because she wants a girl, and I don't think I'm capable of it. Oh well. Uh, I, I'm stopping it too. I got a vasectomy and I'm done because the the daughter's all I can handle, and then the son <laughs> is the boy's awesome. So did do they have personality differences? Are they like different babies? Are they all boys the same? Oh, yeah. No, they they're definitely different. Each one's in a bit of personality. Blake, my four-year-old's super emotional and very particular about things, detail-oriented. Clayton's more like laid back, just like whatever, dude. Um, Gunner is my youngest. He's 11 months and about 10 days. He's just, he's just a happy baby. When did he? Yeah, that, that's what Michael is. Michael's just a like happy baby. You just make the P sound and he fucking lights up and smiles and all that other fun. Like, yeah. uh, when did Gunner start walking, rolling, all that other fun stuff? Um, he hasn't started walking yet. He's rolling around. Um, gosh, when did he start rolling? Like eight months, seven, eight months, and now he's got the, the belly crawled down pretty good. Um, he's he's super mobile. He gets around the house now. Okay. But he used to just kind of roll in circles and then kind of shift his body to to get to his destination. He did like the shift and roll, steamroll kind of attitude. But now he's got the crawl down. Yeah. Uh, um, I think we're trying to push our kid a little bit too fast. To move around he's three months or four months old and we're trying to get him to stand up already we're, we're retarded yeah well i mean playing with him and hold him and stuff but my biggest advice i guess is they're, they're going to develop all at different yeah. speeds because kids are kids are different just like you and i and people are different i agree just because they, they they take a year and a half to walk doesn't make them retarded or slow or going to be the fat kid in class um yeah blake was almost two before he started to walk no and, uh, no son of mine's gonna be laying on his ass yeah. <laughs> no, I mean they're all pers- it's all personality driven and kind of who they are as as a baby. You know, most people think that personality is uh, developed later in life. It's it's delivered in the womb. You know, just by uh, how they they sit and lay, and it's pretty apparent as soon as the the baby's born, um, kind of what their demeanor is going to be. And then I mean, obviously you get them in a routine and whatnot. Like we're we got our kids in a routine where they go to bed at seven o'clock and wake up at seven o'clock. And um, people think we're we uh, poison their water or something, but it's like no, they, we just hey, that's the routine since they were small. Same, same thing with Abigail. We got her. Uh, uh, it took us what uh, eight nine months to sleep train her, uh, but once once we finally uh, got that done after the after the wife stopped resisting the sleep training uh, efforts yeah. that I put forward, we got we got her in a, a, a routine schedule where she goes to bed at nine, wakes up at seven. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, they they get tired around that time. So I was not like to fight anymore. Like yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, I, it's a, it's a constant fight. But we I get her down routinely at nine, which is which is nice and good to go. Um, okay. Well, where are you at nowadays, man? Uh, Oklahoma City. Okay. Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah you... my cousins cousins and stuff live up here, so decided when I got out of the navy, I'd come uh, be close to them, so I could hang out with them and see them more often. All right. Is that but... is that is that where your company's based out of? Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not a brick and mortar. It's just a more uh, call it like training based. So like I usually travel sometimes, most of the time. And, yeah. Um, depending on what the contract is or what what uh, who hires me, 
That's kind of what I do. Where, where do I've you need some? Uh, yeah, I've done some, uh, basically some scenario training for like some ranger kids, um, some uh, regular regular SEAL teams. Um, did some marksmanship stuff for the PJs and the Air Force, the FSOC guys, um, and then some security stuff, some basic security stuff, close protection, executive protection details for um, the NFL a few times. Sweet. And did some disaster relief stuff in Puerto Rico. Just a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, where do you bebop around to? Just anywhere and everywhere or what? Yeah, just anywhere and everywhere. How many days? How many days are you on the road a year with your uh, with your job? With my current business? Yeah. Uh, probably a third of the year. Probably a little more than my wife wants me to. Yeah. She hates it. Yeah. Travel. I'm trying to cut back more because I, I I definitely enjoy being home. Um, sometimes, uh, it's it's good to pay the bills. So, but once her uh, business gets picking up really fast, then yeah, I'll stay probably home more often. And, and try to find a ditch to dig or something close by. <laughs> I don't know if uh, I don't know if you have the aptitude to just sit there and dig ditches all fucking day. I don't I don't think you're that kind of a person, man. Uh, yeah, no. If, if I, you're, get, I get stir crazy after cold days in the house. Yeah, sitting around, I can't relax. If you're the, do some type of work. If you're the same person, I know. Yeah, that's uh, you're definitely a wild man, active, just just a different dude. Yeah, we were, no, for sure. Like in the famous words of Major Payne, you know. Yeah. Ain't nobody left to kill. It's been three days since I killed a man. Ah, Jesus Christ. Thickest thieves we were back in the back in the old days. So, just uh, yeah. uh, what is it? I, I guess yeah. Opposites attract, man. I I think I I, I self-assess probably horribly bad, but uh, definitely um, a more uh, outwardly calm individual, but internally like what the what the hell's going on? I I want to say you're the complete opposite. Externally, you're just like what the fuck. It just seems to me, like a squirrel or like, uh, what's the good? Like a dog chasing, like a Joker, on the the Dark yep. Knight, dog chasing a thing. But inwardly, you are, you are a very calm dude, a st- stone cold yeah. killer, as uh, as your uh, line of work would uh, suggest. So, yeah. Sometimes. When when's the last time uh you were back in the old stomping grounds, of La Meta? Uh, actually, um. Veterans Day. I actually spoke at the high school. They called me up. I was like, hey, do you want to speak at the high school for Veterans Day? I was like, hell yeah. Awesome. So, so Miss Parciani, who was leading it up, or she goes by something else now. She got remarried, but um, yeah, Wayne and Kathy, I talk to them all the time. They're awesome people. Yeah, of course. Uh, are they still uh, running? Are they still doing what they were doing uh, uh, way back in the day? Are they still doing that or no? No, no, they're not foster parents anymore. Um, when, after that thing with Gabriel, yeah. son, they kind of they kind of lost their license and stopped doing it, which sucked because they were amazing people. Yeah, that, that was but, fucked up. But no, uh, the two little boys that they adopted um, obviously grew up and are just crazy nuts, and they are what they are. Oh, Eric and Alan. I don't know if you keep up with them on Facebook. I, I do not. I, I Like, honestly, the I don't keep up with many people, uh, many reasons for anything uh, back in the old days. So I'm a definitely a to-myself kind of person, and uh, I don't know. I've only, had, I've only had Facebook since I got out of the Navy, so it's not a very, uh, very easy skill for me. 
what figure so- it out as I go. Social media? Yeah, social media in general. Did yeah, you- I try to avoid it, but now yeah, uh, I try to, I'm trying to embrace it just because that's how people advertise and do business and whatnot. So it's the, the way the world works. What uh, what uh, what uh, platforms or sites are you advertising on for your company? Um, so Facebook, Instagram, and then I have a web, actual website. Okay, what's your website? Uh, training.com. All right, sweet. Uh, what's new, man? <laughs> what's new? Um, I just got done doing uh, some CP work for the Super Bowl. NFL was there. That was cool. Was the game boring or? It was extremely boring just because no one was doing nothing. That's good. It was like the low, one of the lowest scoring games in history, and the only touchdown scored in the fourth quarter. And um, yeah, and of course everybody's thoroughly disappointed about the halftime show. How they uh, totally ripped off SpongeBob. Yeah, the three second uh, rapper. The well, they said they were supposed to do. I, I never heard that song before, but apparently it's a. I don't know, SpongeBob. Uh, it's a a cultural thing or or a pop culture thing or whatever. And yeah, uh, everybody, everybody Sweet was. Sweet Victory sounds like a, a '80s rock you know, air band song. Yeah. And um, whatever they call it, something the rapper started. Rap, I, I, I thought it was horrible. I was like, this is the worst ever. Like I'd rather have Maroon Five <laughs> sing another song. Or help get one of the get one of the uh, the fat guys from the sideline to uh, start singing. You know, Amazing Grace. That was. It's like it's like this can't be music. This is ridiculous. What was uh? What is CP? Uh, close protection. Uh, it's just uh, almost bodyguardish type. Don't tell me you're guarding Roger Goodell. No. You just gotta. No, let... I was I was I was on the Patriots team, so we uh, we had uh, Mr. Kraft and his son, and we followed the team to and from practice to make sure that no one was messing with them. Damn, that's, that's well, that's cool, man. You get to do some high level cool. shit. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, far cooler than the stuff I do all day. <laughs> but you earned it, right? You fucking blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, seal training, fucking. Uh, tell me about that. Like, you 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 like went through like hell week like two or three times, right? Uh, just like one and a half, really. I mean, it's like Wednesday night when I hurt. Um, yeah, it's some kind of like weird nerve thing um with my neck that caused my you know if i left or right arm just go completely numb and useless i thought i was serious there for a little bit until they realized that it was temporary and made me start over um no it was uh i mean it sucked going through it but at the time it was like it was my reality it was kind of yeah what routine, else you know it's definitely definitely one of those things like oh i'm gonna die so i better you know not fail at this it's one of those things that, like it sucked for everybody, and the guys you went through it sucked with, so you made the best of it. How many people started and how many people finished that your class? Uh, we, had, we had about 200 people start with us, and there was like 30 of us that finished. Um, why, do you think, like, why do you think you were one of the 30 people? Um, there's more, it's definitely more mental prep. Um, just keeping in my head that, you know, and it's no suck, but it's not going to kill me kind of deal. Yeah. Um, kind of knowing that I wasn't dealing with sucking, getting out of that, that idea of uh, this is an individual sport kind of deal. It's a, definitely a team sport. So 
the more I put out, the more my team is able to kind of do better than they're able to do. And I just really didn't think about uh, quitting, you know, as much as some people did because quitting's always an easy answer. But, you know, seeing it out through the end is um, something I really wanted to do. Yeah, well, you you talked about it in high school all the all the all the time, and then you went. Uh, well, maybe not in high school, but definitely in college is when it started. When did that? When did the idea yeah. first get into your head to become a SEAL? Um, uh, well, it was actually September 11th. I was in the, the Corps Cadets with you. Yeah. So the, the towers fall, and um, I was like, man, but it's partly because I was talking about getting out of the Corps because I needed a job, and they wouldn't kind of let me get a job. Cause yep. Turns out I, I kind of couldn't pay for my truck if I didn't. Um, so I was always in the, already in the process of kind of getting out, and I saw that. And I was like, you know, I don't want to. I don't do something for my country, but I didn't want to go into the regular military because I figured I was too smart for that. So I did some research into special operations, special forces backgrounds of all the um, all the branches. Um, because originally I was like thinking about going to the Marines just because they seem hardcore and crazy. But uh, looking in the Army and the Navy, I saw they had some pretty pretty good special operations, special forces uh, programs, and the Navy kind of, one was the mortality rate. There's not a whole lot of Navy guys that were um, dying at the time. And uh, two was they teach you how to dive, and I was like, man, it'd be cool to be a really good scuba diver. I've never been scuba diving. <laughs> Did, uh, well, you are smart because you're the edge of that, like, you're always bringing the violence. You're not waiting. That's one of the things I've constantly heard is that, uh, if you're going to be in the shit, you want to be where you were because you're bringing it. You're not, you're not waiting for it to come to you. So what biggest thing we'd always tell people is I, I get a lot in a lot of shootings, you know, gunfights, you know, they happen, but I'd rather be in a shooting in the gunfight because those are one way. Well said, sir. Oh, so skills that you picked up, man. So you can scuba dive, you jump out of high-ass planes. There's probably not a weapon that you haven't touched. Uh, like, what Like, what skills did you gain as a SEAL? Um, so going through, like, third phase, we did a whole lot of survival training. So, you know, basic survival stuff. Um, uh, mental toughness, for sure. Not to uh, stress out on small things and, and worry about you know, things that would, would bother most people. Yeah. Um, I say things, just like everyday stuff that people would dwell on. I try not to dwell on stuff because definitely seeing uh, how short life can be, how, how precious it is um, for losing losing friends and whatnot. Yeah. Um, let's see. Definitely just how I look at the world, how I look at religion. How is that? How, look, how do you look at the world? How do you look at religion? You know, I definitely know everybody's about survival. Um, everybody wants what's best for them, but you know, a whole lot of people are mainly focused on you know how they how they can improve. It's very rare to find somebody that's about you know helping others and 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 growing as a, a community or as a group or a business as a whole, um, which sucks, but it's the reality. Um, religion, that's a it's definitely. A, was created to control people of weaker minds. Okay. Because um, just because people, like, I, and there's definitely you know a higher entity or there what there, but to hey you gotta do this to get into heaven or, or to see Allah or whatever, 
Um, <laughs> it's basically a, a very smart, smart group of individuals wanting to control of the populace. And you look back into, you know, you know the the inquisitions and stuff like that. Really, hey, you know, Ten Commandments came because people were just running amok like crazy people. It's like, hey, you know, we shouldn't do this. You got to do this. You got to give ten percent to the church. You got to pray and say all this stuff. You got to you got to fall in line. You got to do what the priest says. And he's like, no, you know, they're just trying to make you, you know, fall in line and conform. But at the end of the day, you got to believe in something because when shit starts going south, you you're gonna be praying to somebody. Yeah, what are you? So you're? Are you? I guess you're the same camp as I am. Definitely believe in a higher power, but I'm not about the organized religion thing. Uh, what brought no. about? What brought about that? Was it? Was it your 13 years out there? No. Did you have that no, before? It's, no, I kind of had it before. Definitely went through a lot of churches growing up in foster care, um, all different kinds of backgrounds. You know, the Pentecostal, Baptist, Catholic, Methodist. What is that, sir? Um, Lutheran. Like all the crazy people. Yeah. You know, um, I was always open to it and listened. Um, one of them had some of the same, same kind of stories and whatnot, and overall same basis. But you know, depending on what religion, you had you know, specific details to to be considered good in the church kind of deal. And I always thought that was just malarkey. I was like, this makes no sense. It just seems like they're trying to manipulate people. Yeah. Um, fanatics, like you know, everybody blames you know. The Muslim faith to be in fanatics, but um, everyone has their fanatics. Um, it's just there's because um, I met a lot of a lot of awesome Muslims that uh, that look at the Quran and don't take it literally. It's like taking the Bible literally, you know. You know, eye for an eye, ear for an ear. You see some guy cutting off his ear because he said something and heard something wrong. It's like, why would you do that? It's stupid. Yeah. Um, there's definitely. Uh, morals and ethics and stuff like that that are a pretty good basis. I think everybody should follow, you know, one big thing, you know, treat others that you want to be treated like, treat others with respect and and then help out one another. More of a definitely more of a, a tribal mentality that I have instead of a, a religious mentality. Like I'm I'm good to people because you know you take care of it's like taking care of your vehicle or whatever you know, take care of those around you, they'll take care of you. because um, at the end of the day all you got is, you know, the people that are around you. True. Believe it or not, that higher power, the higher power is there, but he ain't pulling any strings. He's just it's an observe and report, pretty much kind of <laughs> deal. You know, he created everything and definitely um, definitely listens from time to time. But he's not he's not uh, as my sister puts it, taking a wheel. And, and you know, people would say, uh, it's God's will because um, I'm just going to sit here and not do anything." He's like, "No." God's will is for you to get up on your ass and, and do something. You know, if you want to make your life situation better, do it. Don't just sit around and wait for something to fall on your lap because that won't happen. Then all of a sudden you'll be cursing. So yeah. Yeah. Did Did you have to study the? <laughs> <laughs> did you have to study I did a like bit of religion studies? Did no, but did yeah? Military. Obviously, at, you weren't a religious studies major, but did you have to dive into that because that's what you were involved in? That's that's who you were facing. That's the enemy you had to get with, like. So did you have to understand um, that, or is that just was it just a, a secondary or tertiary thing that you just kind of got exposed to? Yeah, secondary tertiary thing. Like we studied the culture, um, depending on where we were going. You know, believe it or not, even though Muslims are a very broad religion, uh, different parts of the world have different ways they interpret it and in different cultures. Um, so just just kind of be exposed to the p different people and their cultures and, and how they do things in their day to day life. Um, 
secondary tertiary effects, like I said, the religious part and kind of how they treated, you know, books and whatnot, you know, religious materials. That's nowhere close to what some people would, would treat it, you know, here. Some people, you know, they'll hand them out on the street corner and find them in trash cans, but over there, you know, they're wrapped in cloth and whatnot. And it depends on, I don't know. I mean, all I saw was the, the ugly side of, of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, no, just that, and then talking to different other units that were over there from different parts of the world, um, just kind of listening to how they, you know, keep their mental focus and try not to go insane, but no, yeah. definitely you have to have, have some type of hope, have some type of, you know, drive and motivation, so. The, the obviously the other side of the house, uh, the Muslim countries I've been to uh, or seen, they're it's weird. They're called a prayer. Like it, it just bla- they blast over the loudspeaker. The entire town yep. has to stop uh, and be a part of it and make sure you pray. And then, like you said, uh, if it's super religious, uh, yeah, you're gonna get your fucking ear chopped off or like in Saudi, the you're gonna get beheaded for like having a purse or some stupid shit like that. So yep. don't disagree with you at all uh, on that little uh, aspect of how controlling and everything it was. But uh, what? So when you be when you got through with the uh, SEAL training. Um, you know, I mean, get into whatever you want to, or don't get into whatever you want to. But where did you head off to? Like, what what training facility did you go to? Like, you go to you jump, you do Halo, Hey Ho, uh, schools. You you went to Virginia or wherever. And yep. so, yeah, after we get through buds, you, we go through like well, used to, and they call it a SEAL qualification training. And that's where you just kind of get your advanced training of, of you know, gear. Um, you know, basic uh, combat medicine, um, advanced land warfare. We went to Kodiak, Alaska. I did cold weather training, advanced weapons training, so we got more familiar with, um, like, rifles and pistols and automatic weapons and grenade launchers and uh, mobility training. And then after that, they, they put you in a team. Um, I went to Team 5 and then, you know, basically uh, deployed to Iraq twice over four or five year pan span for about six seven months piece and uh humped around there and then i got back and they were going to send me to the training unit i didn't want to go training unit so i screened for development group yep and went to uh virginia beach and went stayed there from 2009 to 2017 last year we're to afghanistan um yemen hoa and some other crazy places that yeah. we can't talk about. Yeah, I got you. Understand, uh, com- understand completely. Um, did, was it was it one single event that got you out, or was it just sustained, just wear and tear? Uh, it was, it was uh, a little bit of both. It's like a couple single events. So I actually uh, had some some like two bad jumps, shattered a leg. I heard time. I heard about one. Jumps. Like Wayne, I, I I went back home one time, and Wayne told me that you had broke your foot in a in a in a jump. Because uh, I, 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 I try to keep tabs on you as best I can, but, you know, like you said, you disappeared and you just kind of fucking poof off of the ether. Um, uh, we obviously have our history. Um, some of the things I'm not too proud of, but... Uh, um, the... Shit happens. <laughs> I think you know exactly what I'm talking about, too. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, so you had your, your PJ jump issue, and then what else? Uh, well... No, it's two bad jumps. I, I broke my left leg and shattered it by the ankle. And then 
two years later, I did the same thing to the right one. Jesus Except Christ. Except for it was a little, a little worse. My, uh, my foot was hanging off, and the bone was kind of sticking out, and it looked pretty gruesome. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, I was a breacher, so I got to blow a lot of stuff up, but that kind of kind of rocked my world a little too much. Um, and then being close to a couple explosions overseas, um, just constant uh, wear and tear. But uh, the op-tempo over there, especially at the command I was at, it was good. It's like a burn in Ferrisville. Once you get off, you realize how exhausted you are, yeah. how much you've done to yourself. Spending you know, four to six months in the dark. Um, kind of messes, kind of messes with you a little bit, and then run around with 50, 60, 70 pounds of kit, in the mountains of Afghanistan, across the Great Plains of Iraq. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you definitely get some like, you know, back, hips, knees issues, and shoulder issues. And... So yeah, when you when no. you go ahead, sorry. Yep. So now, like 2015 was my last deployment. Um, I had to come back and. Uh, one of my uh, one of my legs bothered me a lot. Uh, I guess when they put all the plates and screws in there, it was still kind of wearing down the ankle joint. And one of the screws worked its way into the joint. And I had to go in there and redo everything and fix it. And the box all like, yeah, we're going to do this every couple of years if, uh, if you keep doing this job. I was like, well, this is miserable. I'm tired of getting surgeries. So I've had a shit ton of surgeries. So I was like, you know what? What's my other options? And I'm like, well, you can medically retire and uh, leave with a smile on your face because, you know, things are slowing down and guys aren't deploying as much as we used to as far as, like, operation tempo and stuff like that. So it's kind of a combined decision to submit my medical package and see kind of what I had. I didn't realize I had four volumes of medical records. Yeah, mine's pretty bare because I don't, I don't go to medical for anything. What did you retire as? Uh, an E6. Ah, I beat you. Yeah, well, I was supposed to... I was, <laughs> Well, thanks to the Navy and their their black and white uh, LPO positions, being at the team I was at, it was very difficult because it was a bunch of senior E6s fighting for some Navy LPO spot. They didn't count all my uh, uh, outstation um, leadership positions that you know usually they give like Army captains to. But uh, Johan, as a E6 from the command, was running uh, CIA ops and you know, foreign internal defense stuff and training guys and running guys on deal, submitting operations to hotel and stuff. It's like, oh, well, that's not a Navy LPO spot, so we're not recognizing it. They, they do that shit in the teams, too? They they play fuck-fuck oh, yeah. games like that for advancement? It's, it, it's well, ever since we got our own rate, it was, it, they were like, it's black and white. You have to have a LPO spot. And I was like, well... I've done more than any master chief would on a ship in his lifetime, as far as uh, leadership, organizing, and running departments and such. But uh, it's in a little bit like that. It's like, oh, if you were you were so and so, and you were deployed, that you didn't, you weren't in an LPL spot. So no. It's and then I got hurt. My, my injuries kind of jammed me up because I was supposed to get the uh, squadron LPL spot. Um, but when your legs in a um, halo and you can't walk for six seven months they kind of give it to the next guy who's actually around because it's uh it's, it's stupid to give it just give it to somebody especially if somebody can't do anything yeah but um that uh, was also part of the reason why they decided to make the retire and not go to like a train command it's because um just because i can't really do anything physically and there was nowhere else i could go i can't it's not gonna go hang out in bahrain or 
Germany at the, uh, you know, SOCOM up there and, and get an LPL spot like most of those spots are E7 billets anyways. So I was, I was kind of jammed up and screwed coming up on, like I said, it was 13 and a half years and they're like, hey, you've been in E6 forever. I was like, yeah, well. They, they still had higher your tenure, right? Where you, at, at that time, right? It was 14 and you were done? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they, it was coming up on it, but it was like one of those things where it's like, yeah, I hadn't had no real, nowhere else to go career-wise. Like, there was no other spots that would be recognized as the LPO spots. So I would have been stuck in an E6, and then they would have eventually kicked me out anyways. But being medically retired was, was more more than honorable because I definitely uh, couldn't continue doing the job I was doing. and I didn't want to continue having surgeries every few years, and... They're basically like, hey, if you, keep, if you retire doing this, you're probably going to be in a wheelchair at 40. Yeah. So screw that. I want to wait till at least 42. You know? Yeah, yeah 40, 41 at least, right? 41 and a half. <laughs> Summer 69. No shit. I can't. That's, of, of, the, of what you said, that's the craziest thing I fucking heard uh, was like the Navy, uh, the SO rate plays the games that we play in the the, the dumb rates. Insane. Yeah, that's uh, that's part of the reason why. I think the Navy kind of made their own rate for it because every, when I first joined, we didn't have our own rate, and guys were advancing, and and then some regular Navy guys were getting all pissy because um, we'd take chief spots. Yep. Um, because uh, even though we were never in our rate, they're like, "Well, that's stupid. That's not fair." Like, it's like, you know what? We actually sometimes do better on the test than you guys do because we're better test takers. <laughs> but um. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, I, I can't think oh, of a yeah. question to, uh, to ask. You got anything to, to send my way? Uh, I don't, man. I'm glad you're doing well in the great state of Germany. Yeah. Um, you picking up, picking up some good German, or are you just kind of doing nine. The, the white man thing and, and pointing and giggling yeah. at everything everybody says? That's what I've, uh, that's what I've done every, every outstation I've been. Japan was the hardest, where you just kind of like, uh, yeah, if I can point, point. Uh, but no, no Sprechen Sie German or no Sprechen Sie Deutsch. Uh, I wish I was more cultured. I wish I cared more, but uh, just I'm I'm a hard-headed individual that does not learn. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, so. actually, the first time I went to Japan was late last year. I did some training with some Air Force guys out there in Okinawa. I was super stoked, but I was only out there for a week, and I didn't get adjusted to the time change, so I was like dead tired all the time. You ever get to go to Tokyo? Uh, actually got a, yeah, I got laid over for like 12 hours in Tokyo. Ah, okay. 12 that, hours is not enough though. No, uh, but it, it's beautiful. It's, uh, living there for 18 months or whatever. It's a beautiful country and they just do it differently. It's, but it's not, maybe, I don't know. It's their engineering and what they do is impressive. Like how they figure that stuff out is insane, but they just do it differently. It's not different, better. It's not different, worse. It's just different. Uh, I think it's more efficient. I don't know. They just, I mean, they definitely stack a lot of stuff on top of everybody and whatnot, but uh, their efficiency and their culture being ingrained in them tradition for hundreds and hundreds of years is pretty impressive. Yeah, thousands of years actually. Yeah, the, like the way everybody everybody has common common courtesies and decency. I mean, there, obviously there's shit bags everywhere, but um, overall, as a as a city, as a country, it's like it's like the way like they 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 did with joblessness or whatever. Like it seemed like guys were fucking counting cars at traffic lights for a job if they didn't have a job for the day <laughs> stuff like that and I was just like wow this is like it doesn't seem like because I was talking to some of the Air Force guys too and they're like yeah there's 
Well, not a real big homeless population because everybody works. Everybody has shit to do. But they got those suicide but, forests, man. They got those fucking yeah, forests yeah. where you just walk in and just set up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just disappear. Yeah. No wasted life over there, you know? Yeah. It, okay. It, Stop wasting everybody's air. Go, go talk to the suicide forest. Yeah, J- Japan showed me the like just the way things can be different. Just how a culture can go from zero to whatever and just do it differently. And it's, yeah. to me, not better, not worse, just different. And it really opened my eyes with, uh, it definitely changed my a lot of my perspectives. Like, growing up in Texas, you think things should be a certain way. Everything's, everybody should speak English, this, that, and the other. And you go to Japan, and if, if not for their, uh, you know, their support, because they kind of had to, right? I'm sure if Japan yep. was the premier economy, they wouldn't have any of that shit there uh, with, to help out with the uh, English speaking or numbers or whatever. They would just do Japan yeah. shit. But uh, it really helped out, got you around, and I got to go to Hiroshima. That's a that's a very like where they dropped the bomb. It's an inconspicuous spot. There's a it's like a Seven Eleven or a, a grocery store or something, and there's a plaque that's jutted out on the left side of the building, uh, sticking out, and that's where the bomb hit. And they still have that building up. Uh, they have one building that was lit on fire, and all the all the paper swans and all the terrible terrible stories and all these weird like. Uh, photos that kids drew and they were just mentally fucked from from that like devastating moment and it was uh it was crazy but beautiful too the island uh, chain up there in the north and all that fun yeah. stuff so it, it's definitely worth visiting and going to um i wouldn't i wouldn't deploy there with a family but uh when i was there no wife no chitlins so good stuff yeah oh yeah yeah uh brother i love you thanks for doing this i appreciate it um oh, hell yeah, buddy. do it again man uh, I, I watch your career with great interest and uh you got any like you got your llc company your wife has her what company again uh, air workshop air workshop company sure. basically me do i company yeah all in oklahoma city so the five people that listen go there <laughs> <laughs> all right man yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I got nothing else, man. It's good to catch up. Uh, I, I learned something. I didn't know uh, a lot of the stuff about you. And uh, I will definitely reach out to you again, uh, as always. So. Yeah, buddy. Tell my wife I said hi. I will. All right. Take it easy, bud. Make, have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye.